0: The Post has a new destination for everything travel. Check out By The Way for local guides to the world's top travel spots. There's more to see at WashingtonPost.com travel. Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. June 6, 1944, D-Day. Some 156,000 soldiers 4,000 ships and 11,000 airplanes invaded Nazi controlled Western Europe in a massive and coordinated attack. It was called Operation Overlord. The outcome of World War II, of stopping Adolf Hitler, depended on it. Its success, though bloody, defined not only the future of the free world, but also the legacy of Dwight D. Eisenhower, the fearsome and calculating general who would later become the 34th President of the United States. On the day before the mission, Eisenhower gave a speech to the troops who were about to risk
1: their lives. Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force, you are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months.
0: Eisenhower was the commander of the Allied forces in Western Europe, and he'd spent months planning an invasion he thought could turn the tide of the war and history. It was a monumental risk. The general knew he was likely ordering many of his men to their deaths and the success of the operation depended on his leadership. It weighed heavily on him. He was living on a diet of coffee and cigarettes, smoked four packs a day. His blood pressure was rising. As June approached, Eisenhower's aides and weather forecasters told him he only had a three-day window to launch the attack. D-Day was supposed to take place on June 5th. He ultimately decided to delay it by 24 hours to June 6th. Eisenhower had begun drafting his speech to the troops back in February. He knew he had to inspire them by conveying a sense of purpose behind the sacrifice he was asking them to make. When he spoke, He was matter-of-fact. His tone masked how nervous he really was.
1: The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers-in-arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely.
0: Eisenhower concluded by telling the men that the war was turning in the Allies' favor, that this mission was a crucial part of bringing the war to an end.
1: The free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle we will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking.
0: Eisenhower didn't know it then, but the speech worked, and so did his planning. After the general gave the orders to move forward with Operation Overlord, he wrote a note just in case the operation failed. In the note, he asked that neither his commanders nor his troops shoulder any blame. He alone would bear all responsibility for his failure. That note never saw the light of day. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Christine Phillips, who reported this story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.